Five. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey. Hey. Chilling? Chilling? Just like me? Just chilling like, like a villain? How's how was your week? Or weekend? Doing pretty good. Just uh chilling. Same here. <laughs> I've yet to hear the uh Reefer Madness episode, but I'm right. sure that we'll be very chilling. Yeah, yeah. We definitely got stoned and we definitely got social, but uh <laughs> This is a podcast I was on, but I just finished watching Reefer Madness. Have any of you guys seen it? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, I haven't seen either of them, but I kind of want to see the, the second one because it, sound, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, second one's a musical and it's very tongue in cheek about it and kind of um, it tries to do the thing where it's like promoting it. It's trying to promote like these ideals it clearly doesn't believe in, but it's just more of kind of like jabbing at it, kind of like almost pointing out its flaws more than mm-hmm. anything else, you know, where. The second one, it's just funny. We're just a flat out like this can happen to your kids, your kids, and points the camera and your fucking kid. Right. Oh, by the way, Ryan, how 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 are you doing? I don't think I'm I just said your name. Yeah, <laughs> I said Cameron's, but not. But yeah, I feel left out. I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> oh, but um, it's fine. But yeah, Reefer Madness. That's a weird movie. But have you guys seen uh, No Man Land? Nope. No. But it's. The new uh, Chloe Zhao like film, like if you guys seen the the writer, it's basically like it tells a story of like the nomads and stuff like that, and this woman kind of living on her own and and just kind of how that relates today and and shit like that. It's like it's it's super. It's a really beautiful like interesting film like that. I um I don't know. Is I think it's Francis probably going to win the Oscar. Yeah, it's with Frances McDormand. She does a really good job like in it. So, but. Like, I don't know. It's such a it's a really good film. Like I highly recommend it. So I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. But um but yeah. And I, I would check out the writer too. It's another Chloe Zhao film. But I don't know. I honestly am Nomadland is like her second feature film and she's already getting buzzed for like best picture and best director. It's like it's like fuck, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. How old's the but, director? She's like in her like late thirties. Okay. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Is it? I don't know. I just kind of have envy for people like that, like Damien Chazelle. Like he's only directed like four films, and he's like like an Oscar award winner and stuff like that. I don't know. But yeah, have you guys seen anything like this week? I was watching. My girlfriend and I were watching. It's not particularly good. It's interesting, but I mean, the, the, the filmmaking and style that you go about, it's not that great. Um, the Cecil Hotel documentary series on Netflix, been watching that. And um, the story is interesting, but it's also one of those ones where like just the cheesy reenactments and kind of like sensationalism it's like, yeah, in Cecil Hotel, there's all kinds of, you know, violence. They show like some fire gun, like sex and drugs. You're like a topless chick for a second. Like, 
All right, you guys are writing the sensationalism a little hard here, but I mean, the story itself is kind of interesting. We're already, I mean, not kind of, it is interesting, but just the documentary itself is kind of cheesy and kind of over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I've actually seen that on my queue. Like, I, I'm actually kind of interested in maybe checking that out. Netflix hasn't really been kind of coming out with the content recently, but uh, I'll check that one out. Seems seems kind of cool. It was that or Tom and Jerry, so it's like shit. See Fuck himself. that movie. <laughs> I'm Fuck joking. That movie. That's like, not on my list fu- at all. Fuck. Oh that. my god, HBO Max. Like seriously. Like I remember opening that up and I was just like, Tom and Jerry. I'm like, this was supposed to come out this year. <laughs> I feel like that was one of those things. Like they're kind of dreading putting in theaters. Like just fuck it. Oh, that, that, that's one of those situations. Where, like you know, Corona's kind of a blessing on this. You know, this way, just throw this thing out there. You know, we'll probably fly under the radar a little more. Or it's just like the tenant feeling. It's like, would you risk your life to see Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but your well, life's on the line to see the most epic performance. Tom and right. Jerry. Exactly. Well, I, mean, I, I hear that from what I've seen from the reviews is that Tom and Jerry aren't even like main characters. They're like side characters in their own movie. Like I, that, I, yeah, that's what I heard, too. There's like some they're like a B plot almost. Like There's some other shit going on. And just every so, so often they cut over to Tom and Jerry and what they're doing. I just like, that's so fucking stupid. Like, I know. I mean, it's, I'd be curious, like, it doesn't have to be totally accurate to, to what the cartoon was. I mean, I liked the cartoon as a kid, but like, what, just like Lars von Trier's Tom and Jerry, you know, just what? something like that. Like, I liked the cartoon as a kid too, Ryan, but what, I wasn't really on my knees, like, begging for a Tom and Jerry film. We already like, had one, and that wasn't good either. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? There was a there is a, a cartoon one that came out in the early '90s where they actually talked. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't even as a kid. I was like, "This is some bullshit." But <laughs> you just rent it from the video store, and it's just like, "This is some bullshit, mom." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's mom says like, "Fuck you." You wanted to rent it, right? Cameron, would you see Tom and Jerry? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Right. You you want to know what I did see and like I want to finish the rest of this, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, that one, one yeah. more episode, right? One more episode. Like I thought, this- Ryan, Ryan, you missed like the last two, like discussions. But like, what do you think of like six and seven before we start talking about six eight? and seven? Is six the Malcolm in the Middle one, right? Yeah, six was Malcolm in the Middle, and then seven was the Nexus. Was the um, was the um was the like uh modern family one. Um yeah, modern family, the office, office intro. That, yeah. that interview, Parks and Rec kind of style. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both good. I liked the Malcolm in the middle one more because I thought maybe the drama was a little bit more there, though we probably got a little bit more of a bigger reveal within the um office slash modern family one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the show is really good. It's it's definitely probably one of the most experimental things Marvel has done. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting they chose to be experimental with like not a safe character, but two obscure characters, even comic book wise, they're obscure, you know. So I think uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I like I like those last two episodes, the, the two before this one as well. I like this I was, before I hear spoilers. I like this one more than any other episode previously, I think, because we're just. I'm not going to lie. The first two episodes, even though I didn't dislike them, I felt like I was just kind of like 
let's get to the plot. Let's get to the plot. And I was almost trying to push through the sitcominess, you know what I mean? And just kind of waiting for the more Marvel stuff, even though I know that's kind of, but at the same time, like, okay, so now we actually, we're moving forward with the Marvel Universe. Cool. Right. I think what I appreciate most about the show is that it took two characters that I wanted to know more about in like Avengers and like all like uh, that basically two characters that didn't get much screen time in like the main movies, like and within nine episodes, I now care more about these characters like as I did like going into episode one. Like I was interested in Scarlet Witch and, and, and Vision, but after seeing this, it's it like humanizes them more than how I felt like going in. But Tamara, what, like what you appreciate about the show? I mean, nail mallet on the head. That's <laughs> no, yeah, I I think I got chills the last one. She's like, "You're the Scarlet Witch," right? And was like it's, that. It, like it made my like I I got goosebumps. I actually remember that specifically. Like like I was crying from from before. Like this is like one of the pretty pretty much like only Marvel like film or series that I started shedding tears, especially like when Vision is like sitting down like next door, like watching Malcolm in the middle. And like, you see him like, you see him chuckle like towards the end. And, and like, I don't know. It's just that moment was just like such like, it was very well, uh, well put about Mm -hmm. uh, grief being love persevering. I like that. Yeah. And it wasn't Um, like, it wasn't too sappy. It wasn't too melodramatic and it was, but it wasn't overly dramatic at the same time. So I thought that, it was like just a perfect balance that scene. And plus by that point, they still don't know each other that well. And the thing that makes I think a character like vision, at least in this so endearing is that he is someone he's a, he's something that does care, but he doesn't know how to express it. And it's not that he's like robot looking. What is love teach robot love? It's not that it's, it's more of like he does care but he doesn't know how to express and he's having trouble relating, but he's willing to try. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do we guys think about like the format of this episode? I actually kind of really like the whole like Christmas Carol, like vibe of like Agatha walking Wanda through like her old memories. Mm-hmm. It, it, like I, it makes me feel like if this were on network television, like this would take place, like this would be the Christmas episode. If we're sticking within that sitcom formula, I know like, like we're basically in the MCU now, like basically how this looks. But if this were kind of going down a traditional sitcom, I could feel like this would be the Christmas episode. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Not just a sitcom. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm just oblivious and never noticed this. But um, you know, they'd have the Christmas special and things. But I know um, in England on their shows, they make a big deal about it. So it's the Christmas special. Like I, I didn't watch a bunch of Doctor Who. I had a friend that did, and he kind of got me into a little bit. But whenever they had like the Christmas special on Doctor Who, it was always a lot of like big things happened in it. So, and I got kind of that vibe watching this one, especially since it was a little longer than previous episodes. Yeah, I think this is the longest one at like forty six minutes, right? Yeah, makes makes you kind of think that Cameron. We talked about this last time. Like, do you think like the final one's going to be like feature length? I totally thought this one was going to be longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope so. Yeah, it's it seems like it's gonna have to be like at least ninety minutes, like to just wrap up everything that they basically opened. Go down, right? 
so many moving um, pieces. Now it's like Sword against Wanda, Vision and Wanda have to recoup, and and now Agatha and and like what's Agatha gonna do? Is she gonna just like fucking bounce once Gray Vision shows up? Right, Gray Vision. I thought it was White Vision. I don't know. I think Disney kind of dodged a bullet there, just because if Vision, if they made Vision black, then like the next day it would have been like Disney's whitewashing. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but. it's like I can imagine that going multiple ways. Even with what they have now, I could see it being two ways: like extreme left and extreme right, where it's like typical of uh, this show of Dis- of a corporation like Disney to take one of the only red and green characters they have and make him white. There's that. Then there's the other side, like, oh, oh, now now he's, now he's like, uh, now he's a bad guy, so they made him white. No, that, I see how it is, you know? So you got the two extremes on both sides there. It's it's the same people that, that you're talking about right there that, that are mad about Mr. Potato Head going Potato Head. What the fuck? <laughs> did you hear about that? Cameron, no. I don't know what you're talking about. The company that makes Potato Head, the company that makes Potato Head or Mr. Potato Head or Potato Head now, like they dropped the Mr. And everyone is freaking out because everyone's like, oh, gender neutral 2021. They them. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out about that. But is it? Here's the thing about that. No, I mean, it's like it's Hasbro, right? I I think so. Are people freaking out because it's a decision like a gender equality influence decision or are people making it up to be more than it's what it really uh, is? people guess. are freaking out about the whole gender equality and that, like, is that what the company that's their statement was we're dropping the mister for gender well, equality or they didn't or, actually say that no they didn't like, they dropped it and didn't say anything yeah they they dropped it and they just said we feel like it's right to just call it potato head because we have Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head thanks to Toy Story. So it's like makes sense for us to sell more like girl parts like for Potato Head and like I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I don't understand. This, but I said Jesus Christ. That that's like well both like extremes on that one right there. I mean, I don't really I mean if they if I don't I'm not mad at like I'm not mad at which call it Hasbro for changing it, but I could definitely see people trying to spin this thing. Like, thank you, you did such a good job, Brett Hasbro. So noble. It's like, no, they're just trying to sell plastic. That's all they're trying to fucking do. Yeah. And then, but the people that are that mad about it, though, it's like the same people that got mad about changing Aunt Jemima. Like, oh, really? Right. This lady who was a slave, and you're mad they're getting they're trying to. Yeah, who made no money off her likeness really you're mad they're getting rid of that whole thing right it's basically the same people that that said that when we storm when they stormed the capital that the left was covering that up oh, so yeah. yeah but anyways back to one of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you want let's talk about like the beginning of this episode where agatha with it we start off with the salem witch trials but it's instead of like people burning witches it's witches kind of burning witches like like what like what do we think about like like what's agatha witches. like hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. witches i thought it right. was cool how they turned back the clock for a little bit introduced that character mm. to us like that right 
Bagatelle uh, will be the perfect counter or like, you know, yin and yang for, for Doctor Strange. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I want that. To, I want that to happen. Well, I kind of think, but obviously Agatha was like, like a stealing all those, all, like a all those witches powers, right? She was countering it. And basically I think she got their, like, like their strength because it just looked like the, it was like sucking like all of like the magic magic out. They're all like so, mummy like after they, after they died. Yeah. There's an early. I kind of think like this rivalry is going to go further between Agatha and, and Wanda. This is going to be a little inappropriate, but it's kind of like whose dick is big, bigger at this point. Whose magic dick. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. But well, at hmm? the same time, she's probably you probably got something like Wanda coming in who because this this whole episode almost kind of like retcons it, but makes sense out of it where it says like, you know, back when um, Wanda and um, and uh, Pedro, you know, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver came into the scene. They they it was back when when Fox still had the rights to those characters as well. So like, OK, we can't say they're mutants. So they got experimented on. That's how they have these powers. Now that they're going to start easing in mutants and easing in more X-Men stuff, they're retroactively going back like, oh, no, you've always had these powers. Maybe the testing just helped bring them out. More. Yeah. The th- interaction with the stone. Yeah. That was right. a dope scene. Yeah. I really like that scene, too, especially when you see the outline. Like, oh shit, where's this? We know where this is going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing I meant to say out of that, sorry, I went on a separate tangent there, but I think that we're going to go back to the dick measuring contest. I think it's going to be something like Agatha is jealous. Like, I've been working and practicing magic and doing all this shit for hundreds of years, and you're just born with it, and you don't even know what the hell you're doing. Right. Well, we kind of see that a little bit when, like, the episode basically opens up and like Agatha's basement, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, and she has, and she has Wanda's like kids like stuck down there, and that's why Wanda goes down there. And we see Agatha, like saying, like you created like this entire world, like it's magic on automatic or whatever. I think that's what she autopilot. Says. Yeah, autopilot. So she's obviously like jealous and trying to like figure out like, oh, she's jelly. Sure. How what makes Wanda tick at this point? So. And she's like, how do you not know this? Like, it's basic spells. You, you don't know that already? Like, that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. that's where she pieces it all together. I, I'm not going to lie. When when uh, Wanda first came in, when this, uh, when she was first introduced, um, well, actually, I actually already thought she was somebody else. I knew she was somebody, but I actually thought she was a different witch character. And then when I, after watching this, I looked up Agatha. I'm like, oh, never mind. I don't know who this character is. I thought she was somebody else. So I thought, mm-hmm. I thought she was a character with a connection to uh, Dr. Doom. But no, mm-hmm. not the case. But it's just she's just like a character. She's like I mean, she's the in there. She she does have history. I saw. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about her. I just watched the YouTube video on her. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought there's like a character that um was romantically involved with Doctor Doom, and she taught him how to use magic and all that. And then later he cast her aside, so she's all bitter and torn up about it. And they, they, she looks a little bit more kind of like um Enchantress from Suicide Squad, you know, but. I thought they just kind of made modernized her for this and made her less all like sexy or whatever. But then I was like, oh, well, no, not, not that the lady playing her is not pretty or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit more normal down to earth. There's like, oh, oh, no, they really they're doing a different character. OK, yeah, mm-hmm. I Googled her, too. Right. I think I, I really like the way Agatha is just kind of 
portrayed like in this episode like because i think i told you last time we we talked about episode seven cameron like agatha in a way in a way it was revealed in episode seven was that she was kind of like perceived as the showrunner and i i like that like in this episode she's kind of like like nudging wanda and be like you're on like uh and and, and, and i like killed that. the dog Oh, right. that part, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie i mean usually like because there's a whole like it was agatha all along that thing yeah uh, when she turned and said oh i killed sparky too and just laughed into the camera because i'm one of them i know people get mad when they kill a dog and things mm-hmm. so that right there and the fact that now that she killed a dog she's laughing in the audience's face about it so i'm right. like okay just for having the balls to do that all right all right Right. We know John Wick somewhere is pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick's is, is that's that's how episode nine ends. He's already organizing his gold coins for right. his underground John, like society thing. John Wick's just going to come out in episode nine. Be like, you motherfucker. You fucking killed the dog. <laughs> Never touch a dog. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I just like the way like when she's like traveling with Wanda through all, like, all these memories. She's like constantly there, like in the background, like I said, like kind of like a Christmas girl, but in a way, kind of like a like a showrunner and just kind of moving her through the plot. Well, even though she's obviously kind of like this, she is a mustache twirling villain. Mm -hmm. That's not always a bad thing. People say, oh, that villain gets so old. But I, I think to some extent what gets a little old is like, no, 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 they were a good person. They just went down a bad path. Like, yeah, they, they just destroyed a whole fucking planet. He's not a good person anymore. Like, right. you know, so sometimes you, you hear that, that that itself almost becomes a cliche. So when you kind of go to someone who is just like bad, like, yeah, I'm bad. I'm not complicated about it, but I'm well written. And that's enough to make it more entertaining. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But um, what what do we think about like these memories that kind of go through? like? Uh, that that she takes us through though. I knew that like, she was. I knew she was going to be watching a lot of sitcoms as a child. I knew that was going to come back around somehow. Yeah, like it starts off with a Dick Van Dyke episode, season two, episode twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what the episode was. And I looked that up when she said that when she's telling her family, her or perceived family, because I heard that that was a like that may that may not be her actual family that she's sitting down to watch Dick Van Dyke with. But I forget what that one's called, but something about someone's a check catcher or something like that. But I mean, they, oh, yeah. they usually do have like full circles, like usually if they say something like that. I mean, Marvel is really good about leaving clues and Easter eggs for things to come. Sometimes it's just like, hey, here's something from the comics. But other times it is like there is more of a connection there. I didn't look up what that what that episode is, but I think they know their audience is. So that's why they said it. Right. But. I thought I thought the like the scene like under like when they're when they're both hiding underneath the bed and she both she she realizes that she could stop like this like this bomb from going off and like they show like Stark Industries like on that bomb like do Brian you remember Avengers uh, two her old uh, monologue I you remember it a lot more than I do like is she salty towards Tony Stark. She, like, I think she's over it by a certain point, but, um, well, we never got a chance to see them make up, but I mean, she's at his funeral, but, um, 
she uh, th- that's the reason they help out Ultron. And one of the reasons why they go against the Avengers in a- Age of Ultron is because Ultron, when he recru- recruits them, they're all saying like, you know, there's a war going on. A bomb, a, a missile came through our house with its Stark Industries on the side of it. And for two days, we waited for Tony Stark to kill us. But the bomb never went off. So like, oh, we're actually watching the scene from that she talked about from Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they did that because I feel like Avengers 2 is kind of the black sheep of the Avengers movies. But I, I think the movie's really underrated. I don't remember it much. I think I've only seen it once. So it's... But I, I like that WandaVision keeps taunting me every single time like an episode is over. It's, it's basically Age of Ultron. Like, you should watch this because we reference it a lot. It seems like all this movie's doing is like referencing Age of Ultron. What is that thing at the end that Mr. What's-His-Face Hayward uses that says, oh, we have the source. We could just remake. Was that like part of Ultron or was it some vibranium? I think that was the drone that went in there, but it came out covered in magic. Oh, I think. Yeah, that's what it could be. Like that helicopter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I want to know what's what's up with that. Um, but Cameron, you mentioned White Vision. <laughs> that was that's kind of a that's kind of a shocker for me. I kind of want to see what what that's all about. There was a point in the comics where he was like pure white like that. Right. And um, I can give you a little bit of like, I, I didn't read the comic, but I actually looked up what it might, what might happen. It is a point where vision became like a temporary villain in the comics where he, he had the idea and keep in mind this is like late eighties, early nineties. He had the idea of con- trying to control all the computers in the world to get a view on like, keep a close eye on crime. And then, Avengers like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just trying to help. And then he went like a little crazy for a second. They smacked him out of it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. This is what happens when I go white. Oh, my God. He didn't literally say that. He didn't literally say that, but it's like one of those things. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I went crazy for a minute. And he was, you know, that's when he was in the white color scheme for a little while. And I think they literally changed it. And even that whole part where she's odd, where he's like being odd topsied and like Scarlet's over him. Like, Oh my God. Like that's out of the comic too. So. Right. That's funny. <laughs> so I could see like sword trying to like, we have our new weapon. What it's going against us. Oh no. If only someone could talk to him. Mm-hmm. Wanda. But exactly. Yeah. Two visions for Wanda. Wow. Oh my God. Or it might, or I didn't think with that. It might have two. Well, there you go. You so, he gets near Wanda and Wanda just like mind controls him and he's like, oh, Wanda. So two visions for Wanda. Like, th- like that's interesting just because I'm not sure if you guys heard about uh, Paul Bettany basically came out on Twitter and he said that he really likes WandaVision because in episode nine, he gets to act along, act along one of his favorite actors ever. So he could be talking about himself. So, which is, I, 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 when I seen that, I'm like, dude, go Paul Bettany. I already like you as a person, but like, I like you even more now. I think that's, I think that's dope. Well, it's interesting about Paul Bettany because a lot of times for a while he was playing like weird, socially awkward characters. Like, I think he was the monk that was killing people in the first Da Vinci Code. And I want to say he was in other stuff and he's always playing like just some creepy, like, mm-hmm. got character like that. But, he does a good job of like when so when he was like when he was when I heard he was playing Vision, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. But then 
seeing, oh, wow, he has a lot more, not charisma. I mean, he has charisma, but he has a lot more of like humanity to him than you'd think given off other roles. Even his character in uh, Solo, who wasn't really all that deep or um, amazing character, but he kind of, I feel like he gave that character a little bit more depth. Like he he would kill people, not that he wanted to kill people, but he's like, I got, uh, I like this guy, but he fucked up. So I guess I have to kill him. Oh, you found a way out of it. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, anything else we want to like mention? Like about the episode that we were shocked about. You want to go first, Cameron? Oh, uh, I got nothing. You got nothing? All right. Um, I think uh, I was kind of, uh, I was surprised that they kind of, this isn't like a huge plot point or thing. Or I, I was, I was, I didn't think the whole thing was going to be inside her head or going through the whole show like it did. But so I guess I was expecting other characters to come in and interrupt for a minute. But uh, I think that's smart. They just gave it this basically the, explanation slash exposition episode but i thought it was surprising that we realized that um hayward that sword operative he is that we already knew he was kind of an asshole but now we know that he has ulterior motives because he said wanda came in stole vision and she never did she just busted in there looked at him and left so now he has some kind of ulterior motives and you know there's theories that he might be under someone's influence or something like that or he's just an asshole Right. Yeah, I do think that's interesting. I, I remember listening to like another podcast about uh, them mentioning something like that, about that Wanda never stole Vision, but he said like in earlier episodes, like she took him from our lab. And I'm like, maybe in a way he's like, he knows that uh, if he says it that way, maybe he w- will get people on his side because if He's just going after her just for going after her because she's like grieving and holding people hostage. I feel like he can't really he doesn't really like have a team on his side when he's kind of like going after someone just alone. At least she, he actually has a motive. Here's a, here's a question I have for you guys. And I, I listen to the episodes, the seven and eight episode. Do you guys think like because, you know, people are speculating someone big is going to pop in. And if we were all expecting it to be someone big who is like the aerospace engineer or whatever. And just it's somebody here's a plot device later. I'm out. You know, um, you called that, didn't you, Ryan? I did. But I was kind of like halfway joking. But I was like, <laughs> they're not going to do that. Why would they do that? They're going to use that as That's an funny. <laughs> to introduce somebody. But they'll be I could see them possibly doing that. Like, oh, fuck, they did do that. OK. And it's not a big deal. I mean, that's the problem. I think when you're someone like Marvel or like DC or some kind of established franchise, anytime there's like a minor character there, it's like, oh, it's going to be somebody. You know? mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering if if they're because there people are expecting another character, whether it's someone already established or somebody they're bringing in for the first time. If they do do that, like let's just say hypothetically, it's Doctor Strange. Do you think like a portal opens in the last like? 10 seconds of the episode, he walks through, he says, come with me. There's a lot of shit we got to handle. Or do you think it's going to be like someone there for like help him out for the final battle? Mm. I would like think- the former. I think it would be much more uh, of a cliffhanger, you know, give a, get us anticipating the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. There's more hype around that. It'd be cool to see him for more than just a short cameo, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be much more, uh, like 
hype surrounding it if they did it like that. Yeah, or they could end it like, like basically every MCU, where it ends kind of like like a stinger, where uh, it says like Scarlet Witch will return in Doctor Strange, <laughs> like it cuts to black and then you hear, you you hear a Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, like faintly, and then it, and then uh, titles go come up saying Scarlet Witch will return in whatever the Doctor Strange movie is called. Yeah. Well, it's also like Marvel. They also have a tendency to they'll present like a teaser, like in one of their stingers and they'll wait like on one or two movies before they come back to it. Like they never really like very rarely, I mean, unless it like phase one, maybe they did it, but um, like phase two and three, whenever there is like a stinger, like we'll get back to that one and two or two movies down the line or so. So, and I don't think the next one would not be Dr. Strange. Next one's going to be black widow. And I mean, just what, what are they? What's the what's the lineup? They got they got now it's originally would be Black Widow, but they got Falcon Winter Soldier series, and then there's Black Widow, then and Loki. then is it Shang Chi? I think it's Loki, Loki, and then probably Shang Chi or Shang Chi. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be like speaking of Black Widow. Do you think I'm not too excited for Black Widow? Would you be more interested in Black Widow if it was set up in like a WandaVision series because I feel like like going back to like what I said before about I like how these characters that are off to the side are getting like their own series and we're finding out more about them I feel like a Black Widow series would be kind of perfect just like Wanda like just like it was for Scarlet Witch and Vision but I think it'd be kind of boring really not gonna lie just like I feel like it would not that she's a bad character Mm -hmm. but for one, I think she deserves a big screen, a backstory or origin story. But like coming back week to week, I don't know. Well, I'm, we're, I think we're pretty spoiled with uh, WandaVision right now. I don't think uh, Black Widow one could work. So. Yeah. For an espionage so. series, I'm already kind of more intrigued with. Falcon Winter Soldier. Is that what you're going to say? Like, well, Yeah, for like an espionage series, I'd be more because the thing about Black Widow, I never read any solo Black Widow comics. But um, if I'm being 100 percent honest, she's never been like my favorite Avenger. And not that I dislike her. I just was never a huge fan of her. But I think she does deserve her own movie. And I think they're a little late to the game on that. That being said, though, it's a prequel. So it's kind of hard for me to like get that invested. Now, I know what they're going to do is they're going to present something in that movie it's probably going to come into play two or three movies down the line more than likely at the same time though. I mean, I like taskmaster, so I want to see that. And um, he's the villain of the movie and what they could, what they're probably going to do. If I had to guess they're using it to tee off, like they're showing, okay, we're going to give Scarlett Johansson finally her own movie. Maybe the sequel will be another prequel. I doubt it, but more than likely future black widow movies will be about her sister taking on the mantle. If I had to guess. Mm. Yeah, I hope it uh, branches the gap between whatever time we're going back to and her time leading up to S.H.I.E.L.D. And plus, we also keep and in Hawkeye. mind there's Hawkeye. There's, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm more looking forward to the Hawkeye series. So I really like the, the series that the comic that that's pulling from. But Jeremy like Renner, Black Widow. Jeremy Renner finally getting something. Yeah. Poor Jeremy Renner. Like everyone, like I always felt sorry for Hawkeye. Like everyone has like superpowers and like flying around and like doing like these crazy flips here's hawkeye with a bow and arrow 
the, the comic, the, the comic that this that series is pulling from, at least just going off of like the font and since Kate Bishop Hawkeye is going to be in it, it's it, they actually bring that up. Like, cause they, they mentioned like Hawkeye, he's actually way more talented. He's way more capable than people give him credit for. But the thing is, it's not that he's not talented. It's not that he's not capable. He's just a fucking slacker. And when he's not pushed, he's a fucking loser. But he really has the ability in him to be, you know, one of the best of us. And that was a thing they kept on bringing up throughout that comic. And even though Kate Bishop is almost more of like his sidekick, she almost more kicks his ass to get him into gear in some way. Oh, that that would be I would kind of like to see that. That that would be a funny little scenario. Well, they call, like in the whole, series. Like an ongoing plot point is like, well, he's also a good guy, but it's an ongoing plot point that like there's like this rush. The Russian mob is keeps on like messing with this uh, apartment complex because they want to buy it. And then he goes, he kicks the shit out of all the this the, these Russian these Russian mobsters and then drops like a million dollars like in a duffel bag. He says, like, I just bought that apartment. Fuck you. And then he's basically like now basically the landlord of this apartment complex and trying to like watch and take care of the people as best he can. I don't know if they're going to do that. And of course, you know, it goes bigger than Russian mob. It goes like to uh, like kingpins involved, Madam Mask is involved, all that kind of stuff. But I, I, I'm hoping they pull from that. Yeah. When's that supposed to be out? They're still filming it, I think. But oh, um, okay. I, yeah, or maybe it's already done, but I know they were filming it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But going back to WandaVision, I think like another one of my favorite parts is is when we find out truly like what Wanda has done to this town. And I appreciated like it showed the emotion, especially like with like how Wanda was feeling at that moment. And I like I was a nice it was a nice touch when she's walking through this town. She's seeing all these people and they're all single. And like I noticed like a like a like a detail going back to episode one where like no one is really together. I heard like a theory, like, like it's almost like she's helping like these people, like she's lost pretty much everyone at this point. She's lost like her parents. She lost uh, Pietro and she's losing vision. So it's interesting that she like, when you lose people, you always want to be around people that have lost kind of that are in your same position. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. I didn't really notice that till you brought it up. I didn't notice that they were, I mean, I saw the people there. I didn't notice they were all single, but that's a mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. But it's just something that I noticed like rewatching like uh, the episodes, but I don't Plus know. The, I, the part when she lands and she explodes and when she gets the, when they have that lot right there, he says like to grow old together, like that part, that mm-hmm. part hit, hit me hard. Yeah. I think, can can we all agree that this is probably like the most emotional, like, MCU like like creation like I'm ever. still going Endgame but this one's a close second like Endgame like I was sad uh, about it mainly because all of this was wrapping up and I was more crying over like uh, like making it all of this work and it, it's all coming down to this this was like I feel like I really felt or like Wanda at like this point and I'm just like she's really going through the shit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Seeing Vision die twice, seeing him freaking ripped apart on a table, her parents dying. Pietro isn't is like there's two different versions of Pietro that she that she's not aware of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's this is definitely a rough episode for her. But yeah, 
I look forward to the next one, but I think by this point, everyone probably does. I haven't heard anybody say, like, the show fucking sucks. I mean, I've heard people being kind of like, it's eventually going to leave the sitcom thing, right? Like, of course, it's eventually going to leave the sitcom thing. But how ballsy would it be if we're like nine episodes in, they're still doing this I Love Lucy shit. We're like, it's going to change. It's it's going to change. Right. I, uh, well, I, I knew a lot of people that I told people to watch WandaVision like around episode one and two. Like a lot of a lot of my friends, they like they couldn't get past it. They're like, oh, this is boring. This is stupid. So it's almost like it's one of those things where if you were to tell people to watch like the show, would you tell them to start around episode three? I think three. I think it's to be a little tough for them to choke down. But three is where things start to get moving a little bit more because half that episode is like that psychological horror thing. So, right. But where one and two uh, is just like you'd watch it. It would be like, okay, like 90, like 80 percent of the or like even like 90 percent of this is like I love Lucy or Bewitched, but then it just gets like dark and off-putting just for like a few, like a moment. And like, you're kind of on, you know, waiting for that to happen again. Mm-hmm. Like Cameron. Sorry. <laughs> I spaced out a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. We're both stoned. Basically, we're saying like, fuck, what we've done. <laughs> Brian, you want to refresh? You goddamn potheads. <laughs> I mean, to you say you're stoned, I'm drunk. I I did. Want God, to what a trio! It's much more about diving into the emotion of a character as opposed to emotional events that happen. Not only you know it, it was an emotional arc for Tony Stark in Endgame, but it was much more of an emotional moment of someone dying. You know, the whole this whole series is kind of an like about Wanda's grief. You know. And we're getting what, six hours of that, you know? So, of course, it's more emotional. And mm-hmm. as in terms of, like, we get more emotion. I'm not comparing it to Endgame, but you know what I mean? Right. Different. It's a different kind of uh, vibe to me. Yeah, for sure. It does feel kind of like, I haven't really thought about it. So, I mean, I knew it was, I knew that it was happening to some extent, but I think this last episode really shows it. It is about someone just trying to, like, I didn't think about it really until you just said that, Cameron, but I guess it is kind of about someone who is depressed and it's kind of like people bottling up their emotions and -hmm. just putting on a happy face. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine when it's not. And I could see, I mean, we don't really, I mean, I guess we've got to wait till like the final episode comes out to really help nail it and send get it, like get that message across. That is the message, but that's, uh, I can see a lot of video essays coming out about this down the line. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's interesting we bring up like about Wanda's like depression because like in episode seven, I'm not sure if you noticed like the commercial Ryan. Nexus. He was making fun of like all those like it will make you think like 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 all those ads always have something like it'll make you happy again, may cause suicidal thoughts. It goes to like laundry list. Like, well, if you have all those symptoms, aren't you depressed again? Right. Exactly. My favorite though was the was the '90s ad where it's a, where it got dark, but it was still funny as shit to me. Where it's like a little kid, like on a like claymation kid on an island trying to open a thing of yogurt, and then he dies. Like you got to be strong to survive, right? <laughs> that was pretty funny, but I I thought those ads were were great, like because like I think I told Cameron before that like the Nexus ad was like all these ads before were basically. Wanda kind of like hiding her emotions and stuff like that. 
and kind of masking like how, how she's feeling. And like when we get to the Nexus ad, it's how Wanda is truly feeling mm-hmm. and just like her coping with her depression and stuff like that. So, but, and also like I heard like another theory too about why it's called Nexus because Scarlet Witch is a, is a Nexus being Nexus is Ryan. You can probably help me out with this one. Like Nexus beings, if I'm correct me, if I'm wrong, they can cross the multiverse. The theory I've been hearing everywhere is that Wanda is basically the gateway to the multiverse. That would make sense. I actually, um, when it comes to Marvel comics, I've not read a lot of their magical stuff. Most of the stuff I've been reading has been like, you know, more of like street level stuff. Like, you know, uh, Iron, like Power Man, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Deadpool, you know, Deadpool goes cosmic and all over the place at times. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- that's kind of more of the Marvel stuff I've I've read. But so I can't really and I've never read anything like Doctor Strange or Scarlet Witch. But I can see that. I mean, what they've they've really been doing is like teasing things because they know they know their audience. They know that the Internet's a thing now. So they like to drop those little things in throughout not just this, but the movies. and. Mm-hmm. Being a show, they can do a lot more of it, you know. Yeah. Right. I I can see that. That could probably tee off a lot of like the, the fanboys and fangirls. <laughs> Fam, yeah, getting yeah. getting all that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's That's like just... this whole arc. People might know, like, well, this is an omega level mutant. This is a beta level mutant. Like all this big long ch- chain of like different types classes of mutants and all that. I'm like, I don't know. He has sharp claws. She transforms. <laughs> right. I don't know. I that just that all that stuff really just fascinates me and, and stuff like that, where people are getting like all the the source material for all this. But but yeah, WandaVision eight episode eight that fucking was a good episode. Yeah, look forward to the next one. Right? Like, what is there anything that we want to like? What we want to see? Like, I think you already kind of mentioned it. You wanted to see some big reveal. What's up with Pietro? What's up with that? We we still don't know. I'm I'm not I won't I won't be satisfied if it's just Agatha made it happen. Well, I mean, so but, would that just be a turnout to be like a big, like joke to the fans? But they bought Fox and everything, so I kind of saw it as like a joke to the fans. Like when I when when she says like she made Pietro and she, but she only was in control of his eyes and his mouth, and then she says, "Oh, your real Pietro is on like a another continent somewhere, like and like he's got holes in him." I kind of saw that as like a joke to the fans where it's like a bunch of plot holes in that storyline and stuff like that. Kind of making fun of the fact that. Like teasing uh, us that they gave us Evan Peters mm-hmm. from the X-Men Fox series, you know, mm-hmm. just putting him in there for, and that's it. They're not going to. Right. Well, it looks like though, cause there's that teaser where Monica Rambo is like interrupted by him at the end. He's of his own free will is what it seems. So I could see it being kind of going either way. Like it's one of those things like it could be a tease, like, cause people liked him in the, in the later X-Men movies. People really liked that character, but it could be a late, it could be like a faint little joke kind of like, ha ha ha. Look, we got him just as a can't just as kind of like somewhat of a bit part for this thing. He's not real, but it's a reference to the other movies. But we will get more X-Men characters in this down the line with a brand new shiny cast or whatever. I can kind of see it going either way with that. Or he is really there. He is actually there. She pulled him in from another. Well, 
I don't know. She can't actually, maybe Agatha can't reach into other universes. So, or maybe, maybe uh, for all we know, maybe Scarlet Witch did and Agatha was controlling him. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see, like, uh, Monica Rambeau is barely in episode eight. I don't think she hardly ever, I don't think she, you, she was at all. So I, I want to see where her character is going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's probably like, next to like Wanda, she's probably like one of my favorite characters and probably interesting storyline throughout this entire series. But. They're probably going to make her one of those characters. It's kind of like, if I had to guess, something like a Black Widow where she just, she doesn't have her own movie, but she pops into a lot of other people's movies and stories and plays a big part and maybe down the line gets her own movie possibly. You know what I mean? Because she's already set to appear in the Captain Marvel sequel. She's going to be in the Miss Marvel TV show and she's in this right here. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that Miss Marvel? Didn't they make that before? Miss Marvel? No, Miss Marvel. Oh. They're doing Kamala Khan, who is like um, a young Pakistani girl. And, oh, uh, I've, I, I was thinking of Agent Carter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that, but I don't know. Maybe a female-led comic book series. I don't know. But yeah. But they're going to make a series out of Miss Marvel instead of instead of an actual movie. I heard like this is where they're going to make a series and then maybe a movie. You, you don't know. It's like the thing like they only released. They didn't re- like apparently that slate they showed of phase four or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not even all of phase four. So and plus COVID probably threw a wrench into their whole operations. So right. I, I heard what they want to do is they want to do a Miss Marvel show and then like a movie because they, they got that much confidence in it. So by this point, why not? I mean, Disney's only seven or eight bucks a month. And, you know, by this point, everyone's now. Oh, OK, well, it used to be six. Now it's eight. Everyone, everyone is at least seen a Marvel movie by this point. Maybe they don't know them all, but they at least seen them all. They at least seen yeah, one. They know what they're they know to expect. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm super excited for episode nine, mainly to have this wrap up. But I just want to see how they tie the bow in the present. So is it sloppily done or just like. I'm sure, it'll get it done right. hmm? I'm sure they'll get it done right. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure they will. At this point, they can't really mess up. So unless they they use my John Wick idea, John Wick comes in and just kills everyone. What if they just, could, what if they just hmm? totally fuck up and they freeze frame and it has the like Curb Your Enthusiasm theme? <laughs> Wanda with her arms up, like, what you gonna do? <laughs> Look at and the it's camera. The credits scroll super, super fast, like they do. Like, well, that would finish off the sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, it would go Modern Family and then Curb. And they're a little like, sad oh. they skipped. I'm a little sad they skipped. It's always Sunny, but I guess they can't show Wanda doing crack or getting into like illegal, like <laughs> running illegal fighting rings or anything like that. Right. And no fresh Prince of Bel Air. We didn't get a fresh Prince of Bel Air. They Mm. skipped over the 90s. Well, they didn't skip over it. They just chose different. um, Yeah, well, I'm I'm surprised. I was expecting to go like, you know, like um, Home Improvement or something. I didn't expect them to go um, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. yeah. Which I give Um, credit for that because I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, that was such. I love that song, too. The. Are you're you just, not the boss of me now. You're right. not the, or the, the one in WandaVision. Yeah, or the, the one in WandaVision. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the actual like song. Yeah, I don't know. 
But yeah, so I hope it's I really hope it's feature length at this point. Same here, because that, that would be that would be a nice treat on Friday night. But yeah. Get as much can as I can. But I think that does it. Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. I mean, I have Twitter, but I barely ever use it at uh, Dunnigan Ryan on Twitter. I have an Instagram, which I haven't really used all that much recently, but that's at uh, Grit5. And um, I have a I have two other podcasts. I have Old Man Orange. Doc, I have Old Man Orange, which I do with my friend Spencer. That can be found like on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and Newgrounds and other places. And then I have one called Octo Rock Talk, which I do with my friend James. Uh, we try to do that. That one. There's been a little bit of a delay on that one, but that one we try to do like every other week, just about. So yeah. Mm-hmm. The same places, like, uh, well, not as many places, but I'll get more. But uh, that can be found on Spotify. And uh, you're, you're and forgetting one. What? You're forgetting one. Hmm? Drunk, drunk Batman. Oh, that's more of a thing we do <laughs> once in a while. You, you, you found that, huh? Yeah, that, that's one we, we we do that one once in a while. We don't when we feel like it. That's uh, to clarify. I um, Spencer and I, we did a, li- a couple live action things and a couple of uh, cartoons where Batman as an alcoholic, and um, we just for the fuck of it started doing a podcast in character. Is I'm playing drunk Batman, uh, Spencer's playing Robin, and the podcast always goes to shit. It always is unorganized because it's meant to be like this character doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So mm-hmm. that's on Spotify too. But that's on the Old Man Orange feed. So yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. It's super super great <laughs> because those characters oh, thank are you. so cool. <laughs> yeah. We might do uh, one. We might do one this week, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Cameron, what's up? <laughs> you can find me on Xbox. He, he playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'm super excited for One Division to be over, and just <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, we're signing off.